0: Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, joined today by Jerry Hamilton of Inside Texas and On3. Jerry, a recruiting analyst and reporter uh, for Texas and uh, the national sites uh, there on On3. Hey, uh, Jerry, a question for you. Uh, we've both seen a practice this week, uh, went down there uh, on Tuesday for that open open practice. We hear things behind the scenes as well. Um, and you wrote an article on Inside Texas on Sunday about where the freshmen are right now. Uh, It has been a common theme from Steve Sarkeesian. He's mentioned it multiple times uh, this off season, just how many young guys on his roster that he has. Not only does he have 30 plus true freshmen this year, he has about a dozen uh, other freshmen on the roster as well that are red shirted or could have taken a red shirt at least, Um, you know, Overall, I want to, I want to talk about the article independently and go down the position by position piece, but give people a sense of how well, or how talented you think Texas is in the younger group right now, particularly this freshman class.
1: Yeah, I think the freshman class um, has a chance to be one that changes the program. I really do. And and it's, Obviously, it starts with the offensive line. They're going to get a a bulk of the uh, chatter and national attention this year. Uh, Kelvin Banks starting at left tackle. Cam Williams pushing at right tackle. Uh, Cole Hudson starting at right guard. If he moves to center, DJ Campbell's the starting right guard. I mean, and then second team guys like Neto coming on. Malik Ogbo shown really good feet and a reshaped body. Connor Robertson working uh, backup reps at center. Uh, I just I, I think they really hit some home runs on the offensive line. I think they have multiple guys that if they develop, stay healthy or future NFL draft picks. And it's just been a long time in Austin since you could really say that. Um, so I think they've done a great job there. Uh, you know, I, I look at, you know, Jalen Gilbo starting at nickel star, whatever you want to call it in Jaday Barron's absence. That tells you he's going to play a lot. Whenever Barron comes back, he's still going to play a lot. Uh, you know, Terrence Brooks had an interception, um I believe, in the scrimmage Saturday, you know, and he I think believe believe me, i have got a freshman of the week recently. And, you know, Austin Jordan getting second team reps. I mean, the list goes on and on. Savion Red, Brennan Thompson. I think what they've done is more than all the names that we're throwing out here is they've addressed a lot of positions. Um, They've addressed a lot of positions in that 2022 recruiting class and a lot of different strengths. I mean, Savion Red is a slot receiver with physicality. Then you have Brennan Thompson, who can absolutely flat out run, probably the fastest guy in the program with pads on right now. So uh, then you have, you know, you have Jaden Blue, who's going to have to be patient at running back, but he's got talent. Um, and so, you know, you just go up and down the line there. The edge guys, Ethan Burke, I didn't even mention, right? The late find, Savion Red, a late fine. Those guys are going to play a lot. Ethan Burke may push for a starting job. Um, and then Jamon Taps, a really talented kid. Then you get the Jeray Bledsoe, who's the best looking of all of them a physically. Um, and Chris Ross, who's the best pass rusher interior, he just needs to get stronger. And then Aaron Bryant's playing well against the run. So if you just go up and down the board, um, it looks like a really well-evaluated class. Now, some people say may say, well, they have opportunity. Yeah, that's true too. But I just doing this a long time, Bobby, I think their value went at a pretty high level in Austin.
0: Yeah. And I want to say this you mentioned almost all true freshmen, right? Which is yep. natural. Don't forget about guys like Quinn Ewers. He's the <laughs> starter at quarterback. He is a redshirt freshman, took three all of, I think, three snaps a year ago, right? Yep. Uh, and Casey Kane has won a role uh, as an outside receiver. If he's not a starter, he's a starter in 11 personnel, most likely, right? right? Right, um, and so you look at that, and and he's a, a red shirt, Jonathan Brooks, another yes. red shirt. Uh, yes, you know, got injured a little bit, but played some last year. All three of those tight ends from a year ago, I think, will play. Um, now they're sophomores: uh, Gunner Helm, Jatavian Sanders, and, and Juan Davis. I think. Right. But, uh, You know, look at that group, and then you know, I'm I'm just sitting here going down the list, and and we can't forget guys like B.J. Allen, and then all three of your are two of your specialists. Come in the last two years. Will Stone uh yep. is gonna the, probably be the kickoff guy at the very least for Texas. And Isaac Pearson, uh the the red shirt uh from Australia is gonna be your punter. So um it's not just I, I think what's interesting to me, it's not just the level of some of these players or the talent level, it's the number of them. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, ClickGranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. I mean, right. it's a lot of guys, and I don't have stats saying, well... This this team is the youngest team in the NCAA. Those don't come out until actually depth charts. Those kind of numbers don't come out until depth charts actually come out, uh, which we're hoping uh, we may see the first one uh, later today on Monday uh, from Steve Sargesian. But I I feel like, um, Jerry, if you look at it all together, you're talking about you you mentioned change the program. And I think that um, to do that, you need you need to hit on on guys in recruiting. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you're right. I think they've hit on the they've hit the mother load on on the offensive
1: line. And and, and that's my thing, Bobby, is they are going to have the youngest offensive line in college football this year. I don't think there's any doubt about that when you look at a two deep. Right. There's just no way around it. But here's the thing. Xavier Worthy came in on three. We're the only people that had him ranked as a five star. Uh, And I'm not we're not sitting here taking credit, but it is fact we're talking about this stuff. He performed to that level. Now Texas needs Kelvin Banks, and I'm not saying he's going to be the one of the best offensive tackles in the country, but they need him to perform at that type of level, freshman All-American level. Um, they're going to need those stars, the highest-ranked guys, to be stars and look like future first and second-round draft picks. I really think that's the key here. Um, you know,
0: it's been a while since Texas has had that at premium positions. Yeah, it really has. Talking with Jerry Hamilton of InsideTexas.com. Jerry, let's talk about it. Um, uh, let's go position by position. Quinn Ewers and Malik Murphy, the yep. two quarterback. Ewers already has won a starting job. Uh, Murphy has looked good in spots uh, throughout fall camp uh, and is working. Uh, I mean, you know, when we saw him on Tuesday, he looked like he was the third string quarterback.
1: Yeah, no question. And, and you know, look, and, and Malik's going through that me- mechanical overhaul. But he's taken to that and he's taken the coaching, which I think is, uh, it says a lot for him because that's not, a, that's a difficult thing for a quarterback to go through. And that he's open to that and trusting the coaching staff says a lot. And then you have Quinn Ewers. Look, he's just, he's one of the most talented quarterbacks throw that's a natural passer we've seen in the state of Texas in a while. And there's a reason he was ranked where he was. And more than the ranking, there's a reason he could have picked up the phone and committed anywhere in the country, which is probably more important than a ranking. Um, so yeah, I think, I I think the quarterback position and then, you know, you talk about Arch Manning in the 23 class has gotten solved pretty quickly for Texas. That doesn't mean there's not going to be flaws in games this year. There's going to be turnovers. Quinn still has, he hasn't played a game in 18 months, essentially, that matters. Okay. So throwing a pass and in a live game action, it's been a while. So yeah, there's going to be growing pains, but his talent is, is you can't argue the gifts he has.
0: Yeah. No, the pipeline though, like you said, if you add... Arch Manning, I feel the same way about the running back position. Yes. So Jonathan Brooks, I think, is a keeper. You and I both, yeah. you know, if he stays healthy, I think he's an NFL running back just because he he's just hard to get a beat on. Uh, nobody really hits him square very often. Uh, but beyond that, you have Jaden Blue, who, who I think is kind of the backup right now for Keelan Robinson. Right. That same type of boutique role. Uh, but then you look at the pipeline and Cedric Baxter's on his way. <laughs> That's a strong, young group.
1: Yes. No, it's a great. It's a great group, and you know, it, it's amazing. It tells you Texas is headed in the right direction when you can lose Bijan Robinson to the NFL draft after this year, and you bring in the number one running back in the country. I mean, that's pretty simple, right? And then the guys on the roster, like you said, Jonathan Brooks can be an NFL player one day, um, and then you Jaden Blue has tremendous hands, and he can be a weapon, um, as you said, situational back. Uh, but he, he's a very talented guy. Um, You know, and then, you know, I just I just think they're on the right track. I really do. And seeing all these kids up close, Bobby, and evaluating them up close and getting to know them a little bit. I think they're bringing in the right type of guy, too. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free to play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device, or play on PC through Facebook Games.
0: Yep, um, at wide receiver, obviously we mentioned Casey Kane. Yeah. Uh, probably starting. Bren Thompson uh, is in that that group. Uh, Savion Red, Jaden Alexis, probably the only one that right now is behind the yeah. behind the the uh, not behind the eight ball, but. He's back in the pack because of injuries, uh, for sure. Still, still fighting through that. Uh, and then you have somebody like John Tay Cook on his way in too. How do you, how do you assess that position and where they're at?
1: I, I think Brennan Thompson is it brings a speed element that Texas cannot get enough of, especially when you look at Steve Sarkeesian's offense and when it's at its best. Quinn Ewers, we talked about the one of the big reasons he won the job is his ability to throw the ball vertically down the field, stretch the field, um, you know, and and then. You know, you have Savion Red, who's going to be a strong fighter for the football out of the slot position, brings like a running back body type, which I think they need at that position. Um, so I think I think they're filling needs. Casey Kane has shown really good hands. Um, so I I think uh, I, I think he's just on. I think he's going to be a really sound player for Texas. You know, the big question with him, how's he going to block, right? That's the unknown. But as far as running routes, catching football, having a little savvy at the position, leaving his feet, making a play on the ball, I think he's got all that.
0: Yeah, uh, we talked a little bit about uh, the tight ends already. Most of those guys are sophomores. Uh, Obviously, they're bringing in some guys as well. So let's let's push on to offensive line. Um, All seven of these offensive linemen uh, look like they're in the two deep when healthy, except for maybe – Maybe either not Neto or Ogbo, but they look like they're going to be in it. Um, and then the two red shirt, uh, Logan Parr is running backup center. It's either him or or uh, 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 Connor Robertson for center at backup. And then uh, Max Merrill. So, but all of those seven offensive linemen they brought in, I don't know that there's a miss. You wouldn't ah. say this guy's a definite miss at this point, which is incredible when you consider that there's seven of them, right? right. That, yeah. that It's one thing to hit on four of seven. Right. It's another thing to start hit, thinking you may have hit on at least five or six. Yeah, exactly.
1: I mean, if they get four or five NFL draft picks out of that group, then, I it's mean. The if
0: that happens, it's the best offensive line class they've had. Yes, no question. Yeah. Yeah. Um, defensive front, uh, I, I want to start at end because I think most people, uh, you and me included, think that getting a pass rush is going to be important for the Longhorns this year. Um, We saw things on Tuesday from Ethan Burke uh, that, frankly, we didn't expect. I I don't know that you – we talked about it, Jerry, but I don't know that we actually expected what we saw, right?
1: Yeah, no question. I mean, look, he's – you knew he was a physical player. I actually watched him in in a lacrosse practice, so I knew he had the feet, the, the flexibility, dexterity, all those things. Uh, But when you talk to Coach Salazar, the Westlake staff, they talked about how physical of a kid, how tough of a kid he was. But you still question how quickly you would see that at the college level. But, you know, Tuesday night seeing him take on the run. Understanding how to use those long levers, those long arms, understanding leverage, being physical enough at 235, 240 pounds to battle against 300 pound guys, I think says a lot about where he's headed as a player, because that's I don't question if he can provide some pass rush moving forward once he's developed. My question is, how's he going to hold up against the run? But it's crazy to say right now he may be ahead in that department more than he is as a pass rusher. So he's at race-by expectations as far as playing the run, and I think that's going to get him on the field a lot, and he may even win a starting job
0: out of it. Yeah, um, uh, uh, Justice Finkley, uh, also a true freshman that looks like he's going to see time at edge. Uh, Baron is only a sophomore. Uh, I thought he might be a redshirt freshman, but he is a, actually a sophomore. I missed on that one, but uh, earlier, Jamon Tapp, uh, Derek Harris, those guys in the queue also. Um, at defensive line, uh, one of the guys you mentioned, Uh, is uh, and not only is it Jerry Bledsoe, Chris Ross, Aaron Bryant, Zach Swanson, also there. Of course, the previous year, you know, only Byron Murphy is really a true sophomore, right? Right. Uh, And he's he is playing well. So uh, I I feel like uh, they've got some guys in the queue there with Dylan Spencer, I think is a big one for them. Uh, obviously, Sadir Mitchell, um, those guys. I I feel like if you look at the soft or if, if you look at the freshman list. You're waiting to see probably how Bryant, Ross, and Bledsoe truly develop their bodies before you know whether you really hit on them, right?
1: Yeah, I think Ross has the most talent of all those guys as far as being an interior player. Bledsoe's kind of a swing player because they've kept his weight down to 265, which has surprised me. He's the best-looking guy physically. Ross just has to get stronger. People have to understand, even though he was at North Shore, He has an 83-inch wingspan, 82-inch wingspan at 6'3". Those long arms have to get a lot stronger. Seeing him in person, that's why I like his upside so much. I think he's got great interior pass rush ability long-term. Once Bo Davis coaches him up and they get him strong enough, he's flashed that from what we've heard in the practice setting. I think Aaron Bryant getting in in the spring puts him way ahead. Uh, because he already is uh, showing some signs of playing against the run, which is going to get him on the field. I think that's an area where a young defensive lineman like Ethan Burke can really help Texas is against the run. Everybody talks about uh, pass rush, but I think it's really playing the run, um, especially after last season. So the guys that can play the run are going to get on the field. And then Jare Bledsoe, he's such a wild card because he's such a talent. And the best way I can describe him, I've been describing him on Inside Texas in these videos for months now, is he's what Nick Saban trots out at Alabama physically. Now, he's got to become that player. But th- for the people that haven't seen him, he looks like that. LeBron, Ray, some of those guys that have come through Alabama that you that you look at and say, wow, this guy's uh, built a little different than everybody else. Well, Texas is starting to get some of those guys, especially with Dre Bledsoe. He's going to need time to develop. But his twitch is there. Once he gets a little better snap anticipation, watch out. I think he's got a chance. Here's a question for you.
0: Cause this one gets me a little bit. Um, if there's one position where you look at the Texas roster and say mm, they didn't do so well in recruiting, it's at linebacker. Yeah, um, Derek Brown and Travell Johnson, uh, in the last two classes, kind of, kind of it. Uh, samaje Burrell, obviously, uh, coming up, but uh, and Darian Gallette, but still, those, those are guys that are really young. If Texas didn't hit the a home run last year, uh, In recruiting, we just don't know yet. But if you're looking for a weak spot, is that what you really would point at, Jerry?
1: And and it's a weak spot to me because when you look at moving into the SEC, they're not really SEC size frame guys. I think that's the main thing. I think Travell Johnson's a really good prospect as a Big 12 linebacker. I think Derek Brown needs time to see where that frame goes. He's still a little narrow. Uh, in the hips, but he's got a, a somewhat of a frame there to work with. But I think that's the key is kind of when you look at where Texas is going to be playing football um, it, shortly, I don't know if those guys are ideally have the frames uh, that Texas is going to recruit in the future. So that's something to watch. I think Shamaj Burrell coming in absolutely has that. He's going to be six foot 235. Uh, with unbelievable instincts and football IQ, so I think they're addressing that in this class. But I do think the last class—it's—it's uh, it's not maybe so much the talent of the guys, it's the fit in the league of the guys that I kind of—I wonder about long term.
0: No, I think that's a fair fair assessment. I mean, we ask you for your opinion, you got to give it. All right, um, the secondary I think looks pretty good. Uh, Terrence yes. Brooks, uh, Jalen Gilbo is a pleasant surprise at this point. Uh, maybe not to the coaches, but. to – to the guys like you and May that follow recruiting quite a bit. We thought he might be a guy in year two, three, or four. Uh, Apparently he's going to be a guy in year one that they at least look to. Uh, Terrence Brooks, you mentioned. uh, And then you have guys like B.J. Allen, Austin Jordan, Xavier and Bryce. What do you think of that group at this point? Um, J.D. Coffey is a a true sophomore. So he's in that younger group too. What do you think of those guys at this point?
1: Uh, well, I, I'll be the first one to say I underestimated a, a Golden Triangle defensive back, and I probably should slap myself 30 times for that because I don't know how many times you have to be wrong on skill guys from uh, the Golden Triangle. They're physically tougher guys. Earl Thomas was a tougher guy. You can go down the list, they're just tougher kids there. I, it's, um, you know, so I, I we probably had him a little low. We'll see how it ends up. But the fact that he's rolling with the ones right now while Barron's out and he was off to a strong start in the spring. Tells me we probably underestimated him a little bit. I think he plays faster than his track times suggest, and that happens. And and, and not that he's slow, but he didn't have the track times of some other guys, especially in the 200 meters. So you kind of wondered, but I think he plays faster than that. Um, Austin Jordan, I think, is, is a nice, versatile guy. He's playing corner. I think he can play safety. I thought his senior tape took a huge jump from his junior tape. And he played corner and he competed. He competed for the ball at wide receiver. I think Terrence Brooks has NFL upside. The question is, where is he going to play? Is it corner? Is it safety? He's really physical against the run. I can see, you know, the interesting part of his recruitment was everybody recruited him at corner except one guy, Gary Patterson, who was up front and said, I see you as a safety and I see you being a really good safety. So that's interesting now that Gary Patterson's at Texas and the staff that recruited uh, Terrence Brooks as a corner Is at Texas? Uh, So it'll be interesting to see where he goes long-term. I think Ish Ibrahim's an interesting guy to follow because he's still wearing that big knee brace, or at least he was Tuesday. But his foot quickness and his movement skills and drills are as good as anybody they have. And so it's going to be interesting to see, and he's got that length, and he's a physical kid against the run. It's going to be interesting to see how he comes back uh, because, look, he's had a couple issues off the field, right? And so that you know how talented he is that he's still on the roster. That tells you how much they thought of him when they saw him healthy.
0: And I'm gonna I'm gonna wrap a little bit of this up with this one name too, who is actually would would count for a I think a redshirt. He's either a redshirt freshman or a true sophomore that we didn't mention among the young guys, and that's because he's suspended indefinitely. And that's a Jai Hall. Right. You know you can't. He's not out yet. So right. like yeah. like we said, he's, he's not off the team. He is suspended from team activities. Right. That doesn't make him off the team.
1: No, no, exactly. And he's obviously going to come back to the team, barring something else that happens. But uh, he is a hellacious talent. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah, I mean, he's, <laughs> he's consistency with his hands, but yeah, he's no, a talent,
0: play. talent for days, right? Yeah. Um, yes. You know, I think to sum it up here, um, I like where Texas is at with this class combining with the the class of twenty twenty three. It's it's uh, it's starting to, to look like what it's supposed to. Yeah. Um, and, and I think that in in the other e- issue here that I really like, and you mentioned this, is that they hit on some guys that we didn't necessarily think were going to be hit on. Ethan Burke and and uh, uh, Cole Hudson, Jalen
1: Gilbo, Jalen
0: Gilbo and Savion Red. Yep. Those are all guys that were not everybody wanted, you know, yada, yada, yada. Billy Glasscock and the team, uh, the personnel team at Texas, took some shots, trusted their own evaluations, uh, and I, I think they may have, may have hit on something. Given that, plus what they've got coming next year, you're looking at one of potentially one of the more talented uh, young teams in the country.
1: And here's the, here's the point to that. It's a great point, Bobby. Ethan Burke late evaluation, Savion Red late evaluation. So Texas fans are sitting there saying. We have 22 commitments. We have the number four class in the country, and they're chasing these big names that are left. But just remember, senior year evaluations in the state of Texas start this week. Thursday night are the first high school football games. And if you if last class taught Texas fans anything, one, they're going to recruit through the whistle on the very top guys, but they're not going to be afraid to make that evaluation on a Savion Red. Uh, late as senior season or on an Ethan Burke. Now he was committed to Michigan, but he really came on a senior season to become a national recruit. But still, you still have to be able to trust your evaluations there. But the key thing is they're still going to be evaluating. While they have the number four class and they've got six or seven really talented kids they're chasing, they're still going to be evaluating these kids as seniors in the state of Texas. And that means ultimately one, two or three names are going to pop up to help fill a position a need. Uh, we'll see if that's a linebacker We'll see if they go after a corner, maybe committed somewhere else in the state. We'll see maybe a defensive lineman pops up or as looks a lot better as a senior, but they're going to keep evaluating. So, you know, one, two or three names are going to pop up because the last class proved it.
0: Yep. All right. Jerry Hamilton, InsideTexas.com. Please come and see us. Uh, we're on there each and every day, uh, giving it our best. Not only Jerry and myself, but also publisher Eric Nalin, Justin Wells, Joe Cook uh, is at all the press conferences. He'll be at Steve Sarkeesian's here later uh, in actually a few moments here uh, on uh, Monday. Uh, And then also, of course, uh, we've we've got the the young Tommy Yarish. uh, Mm -hmm. Ian Boyd is with us as well. So uh, stop by InsideTexas.com. Give us a try. Uh, You won't regret it. Uh, For Jerry Hamilton, I'm Bobby Burton. And that's been this episode of On Texas Football.